0: Welcome everyone to episode 14. Alright, let's get the positive news out of the way first. We scored a goal! Yeah! Alright, everything that falls from now on is going to be negative. <laughs> so we lost 1-2 against uh, Minnesota. To be fair, you know, the way we looked at it last week, that result probably was something we could have lived with a week ago, All right. Ryan is
1: skeptical? No, I... I... I think we should have left with a point. Um, I thought we were robbed, obviously, on the the PK call. And they played very well in the second half, held the ball for most of the half, and uh, had lots of opportunities and didn't convert. But we should have left Minnesota with a point.
2: I agree with that. I feel that the penalty kick was complete, like, bullshit basically um
0: all right but before we get into the what happened to the game itself let's back up for a second and uh let's look at how it all started so first of all avid nasl watchers noticed it was in a different stadium than usual right yeah tcf bank
1: stadium the home of the minnesota golden gophers
3: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) okay yeah that's fact time fact time And then the Olympiakos, uh, the Greek uh, record winning champion that basically win every year. Are they the Greek Rangers? Probably, that's a good analogy. (laughs) Uh, And played against Manchester City and a lot of people were there for that friendly, well not a lot, but 30,000 or something. Thirty-three. Yeah. Well, well, it's not 000. as much as the Man United Real Madrid game in, uh, in near Dallas, where it was like a hundred seven thousand. Uh, near Dallas and and not Dallas, <laughs> Detroit. Sorry. Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> no, no, sorry, <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, hundred nine thousand.
1: That means nothing. I think. Didn't you say, Vlogsmith? You said something like, hundred nine thousand in Ann Arbor equals uh, equals. Uh,
0: Bring MLS to Ann Arbor.
1: Yeah, MLS to Ann Arbor, here we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, of course, this stadium is mostly used uh, for football, right? American football?
1: Ann Arbor Stadium, yes.
0: No, no, the one in Minnesota. Uh,
1: it is actually the, the home of uh, the Vikings for the next two seasons um, because they're building a new stadium. And can I assume that the North American audience will know what the Vikings are? The Minnesota Vikings of the National Football League? yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. it, it's like the American version <laughs> of the CFL. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, one of the funny things uh, that we noticed right away was that the commentator said that the pitch is actually not wide enough to have official FIFA matches, which I thought was quite interesting. Boxman, do you remember hearing that in the game?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, Canadian football fields are much narrower than a, a, a natural soccer field, and the American football fields are even narrower than that. So yeah, it's it was definitely a lot narrower than it should have been. It was twenty three yards
1: or so across. But the uh, the worst part of the whole thing was the pitch, the condition of the pitch, like you could. You could see on, on the wonderful NASL stream how bad the pitch was. <laughs> so there'd be passes along the ground and you'd see the ball bounce up because you it hit had, a hole.
2: You could even see the sod lines like and different patches of grass were different colors and it was pretty terrible. Did yeah.
0: anyone actually watch The Friendly beforehand? No, was it broadcasted anyway? I don't know if it was, but it would have been interesting to see if it affected
1: them as well. Yeah, I heard there was a lot of... Uh, I heard the game was mostly played in the
4: air and I yeah, were no, uh, really worried uh, Pellegrini the Man City boss yeah. was overly critical of it before the game yeah there was a press conference and he
1: actually was answering a lot of questions about how bad the pitch was so and yeah and they're worried about injuries and I, I think I don't know what happened with Richie Ryan if that was an injury because of the pitch before it happened in warm up so, still haven't seen any concrete
4: news on that. I did notice during the game, a lot of times people would just fall down unexpectedly. Maybe yeah. that was from is the pitch. Is that because of the pitch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what they, did,
1: so. what they did is they went in on Wednesday night, and they hired the sod company, and they went in on Wednesday night, and then they're practicing on it, like Friday, and they had like two games on Saturday. And of course, we got the second game, so the pitch was probably even more beat up. And so, I don't, I don't know, it just kind of kind of makes the NASL look more bush league than it has to.
0: Yeah, you know, why didn't they do it the other way around? Like have those NASL game first and then have all the people show up early who want to see a little bit of NASL and then stay for the friendly. Wouldn't that have made a lot more sense? I think from like, if you're trying to market
1: uh, Minnesota United, it would make more sense to me to have that game first. And then at least you guaranteed like half the crowd. Because so. people would come in early and they would get to their seats and they'd at least see the second half and they'd see a bit of Minnesota United. And then maybe they would take the trip out to Blaine and, and uh, catch a regular NESL game.
2: True. Um, and they did allegedly break an attendance record. I mean, based on tickets sold. How many tickets were sold? 30,000? 30, 34. 34,000? Change. I mean, but based on who was there, like, there was not that many people there for the NASL game, at least.
1: Uh, sources in Minnesota <laughs> they were saying there's maybe 8,000 people at the start of the game. And towards the end of the game, like, it was pretty sad. They'd they show the whole stadium, and then they sh- just show the dark cloud section just standing there, like 50, 100 of them. Then show the whole empty stadium. Like, it was pretty. And yeah. they, they can't claim any kind of attendance record. That's, that'd be a. I'm gonna play
0: the devil's advocate just for the fun of it uh, you know big stadiums they do look very empty with uh, even like given there's 15,000 people and the stadium that has the capacity of, of much much more than that uh, sometimes you're really not able to tell how many people are actually in the stadium
4: yeah there's a big difference between 34,000 and 8,000 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you would like well what does the stadium hold 40,
1: 50 50. That's it eh yeah so you can you can use fractions and figure it out It's mathematical <laughs> So
0: anyway I tried Minnesota I tried <laughs> <laughs> so no no one broke that freaking attendance record of the NASL that we just uh, you know uh, made here in Ottawa.
3: Woo! Well, <laughs> you know, we still
0: have that We're last in the in the table and but we uh, still
2: have the attendance <laughs>
0: record. We're the only team that hasn't got a uh, hasn't won a yet. We're the only team that hasn't got a win. Is what I'm saying. And we have one point, but we finally scored a goal. and We still have the attendance record, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, and, it was, and we'll get to it later.
1: But it was, it was kind of like the goal was in slow motion, so we could like take more time to enjoy it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's go uh, to the game. Uh, Donatelli was injured a couple days before in practice, right? So he was out of the lineup, and then we had that last-minute injury of Ryan Richter. Richie Who, Ryan. Uh, fuck me. I always confuse them because they have two R's in my head. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Richie Ryan was injured, and... Um, Omar Adrian was injured.
4: Oh, he was also injured. He's out four to six weeks, from what I heard. Oh. From a training injury? Yeah. No. Jeez. Wow. I believe uh, Namu. Uh, well, that enough. explains why right.
0: we didn't have a, a tall central back preventing those high balls coming in from, from mm-hmm. Minnesota. So, DeSantis did something interesting. He put um, Mason Trafford and uh, Drew Becky as central backs, not next to each other, but sort of um, vertically.
1: Yeah, one in front of the other. Yeah. Not quite sweeper, but something.
0: Somewhere. It was tough to figure out that, 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 that lineup, but mm-hmm. what to call it. But it was interesting. So, and on the left, we had uh, Soria, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the right, uh, Ryan Richter. And then we had Patterson, uh, Ubi, and. Usticchio? 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 Uh, uh, yeah, whose who's name is mispronounced Usticchio. by everybody, and including the Minnesota commentators.
2: Oh, they pronounced it like five different times. <laughs> Every time they said his name, it was a different pronunciation. So
0: so that was the first for him to play in that position. So um, that was probably quite a surprise to him, too, when all of a sudden he was asked to play there. Yeah, last minute replacement for Richie mm-hmm. Ryan. So. And then in, for the, the three um, people up front, And it was um, Tom Heineman, right? Tom Heineman was up front, started. Davies. Davies And Davies, you know, DeSantis refuses to take him out of the (laughs) lineup. He's always finding some spot for him. He's played like every single position except goalkeeper. We could use a fifth (laughs)
4: goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Carl Hayworth uh, started on the left, which is the first time all year he's played on the left. Oh by the way we're going to call him Haworth now. Haworth? Haworth. Yeah. I, I think we've been doing I started it wrong. calling him Haworth and then everyone started calling him Hayworth so now I call him Hayworth <laughs> and yeah. now we're going back to Haworth. So
0: okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we consult... actually Kendra consulted the pronunciation oh, yeah. guide, right? The media guide. We yeah. had to
2: figure out how to say Ushitake's mm-hmm. name properly, <laughs> so then we diso- we discovered all these other little pronunciation errors that we're making. So Haworth we're very sorry. <laughs>
0: you're doing well out there buddy
1: (laughs) if you're listening great job Uh, he was showing the most life in the first Mm -hmm. half he was just all he was really attacking and all over it and uh, he was the bright light (laughs) for the fury in the first half
0: yeah what i like about it when he like loses possession he goes right back after whoever took the ball from him and tries to win it back like he he really fights hard
4: out there yeah he seems a lot freer to to move in, because he can't really cross from his left, so he was a little more able to move, cut inside the defender, and he was a lot more comfortable than that, because I know, as we mentioned a bunch of times before, that he's not a very good crosser at the ball. So I thought that, uh, yeah, he did really well out there. He linked with Hyman a few times, and he looked uh, he looked really good.
1: Yeah, interesting stat Namu uh, we posted today was uh, Dantas has won the most uh, challenges, or won the most balls. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that was an interesting stat. Something I would never, never no. like think. But then when you look at the numbers on paper, it's he's doing pretty well out there,
4: winning the balls. Yeah, that's what uh, Mark Santos wanted. He wanted his offensive guys to pressure the defense and hopefully cough up the ball and create chances that way.
1: Yeah,
0: and we we should uh, start with the goalkeeping position because there was a big change there. Our, our Goric, who we kind of like, uh, was replaced by Payer. And we have, I, I have to say, I think he did a really good job. He had some really good saves. I mean, I don't blame him for the first goal that we conceded. I think that, was, that error was made um, earlier when that long ball beat everybody on our left side. And then... Uh, um, Becky wasn't keeping up with Ramirez? Or- yeah, you could kind of put it on Becky. Although, like I said, I think the error was made before that. And I don't think it's a goalkeeping error.
4: I I disagree. I thought I thought Pizer was playing the post the new post too far. I think when a cross comes in that deep in that deep into the box that the keeper should be going for it. Well he has to though because the the
0: guy could have cut inside and shot the ball, so he needed to to keep that option open, otherwise he he would have been beaten on the near post, right? So I don't say it that way. <laughs> that- <laughs>
4: I thought that he, he But you do
0: agree that Piser did some phenomenal uh, uh Yeah saves. he mentioned
4: saves at the end. Yeah.
0: So what what do you guys think? Is is he to blame or not to blame for the uh, first
2: uh I don't think that is to blame. I feel that Becky was the culprit. The, the culprit in this play. Um I just saw him not marking uh, his man as, as or following him but as Ramirez supposedly.
0: is really fast like
2: yeah, but they should be prepared for that Like they know this yeah. team, right? They should be prepared for yeah, Ramirez but I think be they're fast, beaten then. on the
0: long ball on the left And then the you know when the ball gets cut in it's too late. Like that's my view yeah. Like well, you can't you can't
1: blame the keeper. He, he did really well. He did really well throughout the game uh, same thing with the penalty like There's I don't know if that was saveable I'm guess every penalty is saveable but like it's you're going up against the best
0: uh yeah you can never blame the, the goalkeeper the for penalty area. uh for not saving penalties unless it's an yeah. absolute holler um but yeah those long balls that we were beaten with like came all the time in that game like they just long balled it and it would go over our uh, central backs and that's why I was saying earlier we were really like it would have been really nice for Omar Jaroon to be in there in that, in that mix. Win those balls in the air. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then they got their, They got two
0: goals. They went up two 0
1: right? So they can we go over that? No. no, no. No, we no. scored in the second yeah. half right away. So we'll go over that goal. Yeah. Uh, Ubi's Ubi's
0: goal, coming in. Uh, he wasn't covered. No, <laughs> he <know>? was completely <laughs> open, and he just had to place it in. But, like we'll the lead up to that goal mm-hmm. was good, even though I mean Minnesota was totally unorganized in the back. It was nice to see that we could still move the ball around and, and finish
2: yeah they they looked unorganized quite a bit uh, they i I think their defense was not their is not their strongest uh, their strongest talent um, it seemed that. Maybe they're used to being the stronger team and used to attacking more or something like that, but um, I felt, I also saw that their, their defense was quite disorganized um, many times. So, I mean, it was great for us to, to create chances and, you know, be able to, like, move the ball around a bit. Um, so, I, I, I mean, that's a good positive for us.
1: Yeah, they look nervous in their own end in the second half, especially.
4: Yeah, I mean, when, when, as soon as they score, they seem to like sit back, and just kind of wait until, the, just kind of waste time and wait until the game is over. So the biggest talking
0: point, uh, which arguably cost us the game, was of course the, uh, the penalty kick and how it came to be. So was it a penalty? No, not at all. Does everyone yeah. agree? Yes, yeah, so
2: I totally agree. <laughs> it was completely unnecessary. Like there was. Barely any contact. It may not have even been in the box, and the Minnesota player, whoever it was, just like flopped around like he'd
4: been murdered.
0: So it was Becky that fouled. Yep. And uh, it's frustrating because on the replay you can see that you know pizer would have been there to collect the ball, right? So like it's frustrating that there was a touch, but it was so tiny. It was never a penalty.
4: No, I mean the. Uh the Minnesota player, you know, made a bad touch and then looked for the foul, looked for the contact, and then fell immediately. I mean, it's pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, we all know, and uh, I think everything has been said.
2: But the other thing is, like, we had other opportunities in, like, in their box where we could have tried to get a penalty as well that were much more justified than what, you know, was given out for Minnesota, but we didn't do that. Like, at one point, uh, Ubi Parapovic could have gone down and, and uh, you know, tried to get a, a penalty, but he didn't do that. He just kept going, and uh, I don't know. I didn't That's the
1: story that. of the Canadian game though, right? It's like that the, we, don't, we don't dive, we don't get those chances, we don't get those opportunities, because we uh, play a certain style. Even the foreign players that come here, you see a difference in their style after they played here a while.
0: Yeah, but we can be proud of that. I mean, I'd rather uh, play like a, a, a proud Canadian that that doesn't get every result than, you know, play like a, a dirty Honduran like oh. they played at the World Cup.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> I totally agree with that too. And I pre- I prefer this st- our style as well, but it's And just, just, just to like, be
0: clear, you know. we're talking in soccer terms here, okay? Not in, you know, nationalistic terms.
2: the
1: two the two mix sometimes but yeah i know what you're saying exactly and uh i rather win honest or lose honest than win win by cheating
2: i i also agree with that it's just you know kind of hard to see
0: yeah it would have been really nice to have a point or you know or it could it could have been more but a point we would be all really happy i think
1: yeah I like the fact that uh, the Watson was time-wasting a lot for Minnesota at the end of the game. Like just being like kicking the ball away and the ref wasn't having any of it, the ref was...
0: was Kendra, like, do you remember that scene where the where the ball woman just wouldn't give the ball? <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, no. uh, that
2: was amazing!
0: <laughs> it's like, are you serious?
2: Who Was it Ryan Richter asked for the ball and the yeah.
0: ball girl just like was like no, nope get, get your own ball,
1: ball. yeah <laughs> so it's like
4: that's your only job <laughs> to give them the ball. <laughs> well,
1: just do your job.
4: Good thing Ryan Richter isn't Eden Hazard. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and, so and at the uh, at the end of the game, a uh, really nice play it was uh, when Dantes uh, passed it over to Oliver and he kind of dragged it behind the back behind his back into and, uh, and it was just wide for the goal.
1: I think and, that would have been like
4: play of the year or goal
1: of the year for the Fury. Yeah, and it would have in.
4: been so huge for Oliver to get it kind of out of a slump for that. Yeah, with
1: the drag.
0: <laughs> yeah, but people. let's not forget that Andre Schurrle's backheel goal uh, against Algeria it was. <laughs> Kind of like that, and that's already the what, goal of the year.
1: What team does he play for? San Antonio <laughs> Scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> I I only watch NESL. Oh, I'm sorry, really I really forgot about.
0: this was the the German uh, Eagle podcast. I <laughs> totally forgot that the, this is my <laughs> hours as the Fury hat. No, but seriously, it was it was amazing. If that had gone in, I would that would have been spectacular for sure.
1: Yeah. but you know how it ended. It was
0: two one game in front of two thousand people.
1: That's that's what it was That's pretty Let's much be honest, what it was but 2-1
0: loss we should mention though that like Minatel coming on like he 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 showed a lot of spark this time around like because we were criticizing him the last couple of weeks saying he, he hasn't been playing as well but when he came on this time he he really was, Oliver, yeah. was was showing what he can do and we know he can play really well but yeah it's a 2-1 defeat and uh, it wasn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't the prettiest game. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: yeah. Well, we have something exciting coming up for you guys uh, after the break. So, uh, well, it's exciting. You, well, judge for yourself. So, in an effort to have better previews, of uh, other teams that we're going to face. This week, we contacted the, tailgo- the Tailgate Show, um, You know who uh, have a radio show that's specific on the uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers, and this is what they came up with.
3: Hey, what's up from the Tailgate Show, South Florida Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Thanks for having us on. We totally appreciate it. You gotta be missing us. Oh, how can you be missing us? This? this is our first time on. I'm not really sure. Don't worry about it. All our four Little Strikers about to take you down. All right, what's up here? It's Polly Boy. I wanna say, uh, awesome job with your attendance here. Great job. Broke the record. Good for the NASL. And I think it's pretty cool uh, what's going on in Ottawa. And I think it's. Very positive for the NASL what you guys are doing with your attendance, and I hope you guys keep it up. But right now, we're going to switch it over to... But if I would have bought three friends, we still would have, might have had a chance of beating them. Maybe. We might have brought the record. But right now, we're going to switch it over to D. Reese, and he's going to talk a little bit about the Ottawa Strikers matchup. up,
5: What's up, guys? Um... You know, uh, Ottawa, the new team, so we've only had this matchup once before, never in Canada. So we played the first game of this season, and the Strikers were able to win against the expansion team in the first game. We got the win, uh, which was you big for they us. do have
4: a prime minister?
5: They do have a prime minister.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a president.
5: Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're coming in. We got the uh, second game of, of a two-game uh, road trip for the Strikers. And, uh, so What's it's,
3: the prime minister's name? We don't What's know. the prime minister's name?
5: I don't know. I'm not Canadian.
3: Does. Dude, if you're non-Canadian, you have no idea who the, who the uh, prime minister
5: is. It's not that important. They don't make a lot of news up there. They and they, they kind of They keep it low key. Anyway, we're we're coming up uh, you know, we got a big game on the road. It's always tough for the strikers, but you, uh you know, we're playing a little better right now. We're coming off a tie against the Cosmos and we have added some new players. Walter Ramirez, a uh, midfielder, just call got added.
3: Prime Minister.
5: <laughs> we'll call the Prime Minister. And uh, we've got uh, uh, Jenison, the new forward from, from Brazil they brought in. Uh, James Marceline, uh, new Haitian defender, midfielder. Uh, Camille Chontafalski, the the Slovakian uh, international goalkeeper that they brought in, the veteran. So, strikers have some new faces coming into the game, and you know, it should be a good game. I mean, the matchup in the, in the first game was good. Uh, Ottawa's looking better than they did in the first half of the season, and and at the, new, the beautiful new stadium up there in Ottawa, it, it should be a should be a great game.
3: Do they speak uh, English or French, Ottawa? English. English. And now we're gonna go to Scotty Went, and he's gonna give a little talk about that as well.
6: Hey guys, so um, what I'm gonna be looking forward to uh, in this particular matchup is, of course, it's always a tough. Um, uh, you know, uh, stretch when you've got three games, and I think it's seven days for the Strikers, with two of them being on the road, and actually going pretty far with. Uh um, Ottawa, and uh, I think we're at Indy after that so um, and one of the things that 's a concern for the strike is right now we saw this past weekend uh, against the cosmos is we've got some injury troubles so when you have uh, some injury troubles going on and you're lining up these uh, multiple games in a row, especially um, on the road, I think that's a concern for us as well so i, I don't want to be a downer, but I feel like um, hopefully this uh, game Saturday against the rowdies we have a chance to really build some momentum and, and give the guys a good feeling as they to go on the road for those two games in that short stretch and hopefully we get some guys healthy and, and um we can see if we got some depth on the bench to, uh, you know, be able to stay with Ottawa. Because I think they are definitely a much different team than we saw. You know, it was you guys your inaugural game against us down here in Fort Lauderdale at Lockhart that we were able to pull off the victory against you. But even then, it was a pretty close game, and I think I've seen good things from uh, you guys since then in, in your progression and, and kind of getting things together. So um, I'm expecting a tight, close game, and uh, hopefully the Strikers will win. But you know, we'll see what happens.
3: All right, so we just want to say, uh, I guess we'll hear from you guys next Thursday. We'll have you guys on. We'll hear from you then. And uh, go Strikers. Hold on. Here's Chris. And you know, we got to say what's up to Justin, J.Y. Jellyfish. He ain't here right now. He's uh, He had to leave early, but we want to give a little props out to Justin. Hold on. Here's Chris. It's so weird when someone says, hold on. It's like, hey, listen, this asshole is going to get on the phone here real quick. Oh, we have to hang up? No. Oh, we have to go? What do we have to do? No, we're good. Tell Keep me. Talking. Oh, hey, hey, everybody. What do you got? Hey, hey, what's your name? How's everybody doing? Hi. All right, fuck off. <laughs> Oh Well,
0: welcome back to Ours is the Fury. Um, first of all, I would like to congratulate uh, the guys uh, from the tailgate show to their uh, 1-0 win against the Tampa Bay uh, Rowdies. Who's That's a big president? game for you guys. Okay, we don't have a totally wasted guy in the background right now. Do they speak Spanish, man? <laughs> well, they will in the future, Ryan. <laughs> but um, if you want to hear more you know about... Ottawa Fury and uh, the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, and you know uh, both of us engaging with each other. Do tune in to the Tailgate Show on, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday. It's a live show, so you can listen to it live. And their Twitter account is at the Tailgate Show. And I'm sure they they release a podcast as well. So you know if you want to hear how that went, uh, Ryan and Blocksmith are going to phone in on. Uh, Sunday at 7 p.m., and uh, they're going to explain to them, you know, what the name of our prime minister is, or hopefully they don't have to go there, because really, uh, it's good that people don't know who our prime minister is, (laughs) let's be honest.
4: Wait, so the U.S. doesn't have a queen? (laughs) They do, but her name's not Elizabeth. Her name is Queen Letitia. (laughs) (laughs) Who is on your money if
1: you don't have a queen? (laughs) So, yeah, we'll be uh, on the show Thursday night, actually, and um, I've seen their show before. It's it's pretty hilarious. There's a lot of people on their show, though, so it's hard to get word in sometimes, but it'll, it'll be a good show. It's always a good time.
0: Yeah, I listened to the episode where they invited their Austrian coach, and they would kept on confusing him with a German, and it was... Same thing. <laughs> it's a different thing! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he took it with a lot of humor, and it, it was... It was great. Like uh, we learned quite a few things about the coach. Like he really likes birds. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he enjoys German food, even though I think he probably would have preferred eating, you know, regular American comfort food. But they had uh, provided some German sausages for him, even though he's Austrian. But <laughs> uh, it's like they're New Zealand, right? Like New Zealand and Australia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But so, what do we know
1: about Fort Lauderdale? So they got a lot of new faces. Uh, they got the injury bug. Uh, before their win over Tampa Bay this week, they they didn't win in over five games. It was loss-loss, draw-loss kind of thing. So do you think we got a chance to get some points? Yeah, as, as
0: one of them was mentioning, I forgot his name now, but they're coming off of another away game, right? So we couldn't face them at a better time, really.
1: Yeah, they're playing Indy on Wednesday night, so... It's tomorrow night. Where it's Tuesday, we're recording this. So they're playing indie Wednesday, and then they're here Saturday night. So
0: that's yeah, a lot of traveling. for Hopefully, them.
4: a tired bunch when they get here. Huge game for the Fury. You don't win that game, you're we're not making the playoffs. Like, well, we're not long. talking making
0: the playoffs right now. We just want to, you know, try and not be last. That's really <laughs> yeah. what's going on Let's right
2: just now. No,
1: we gotta <laughs> turn the ship around, and it. it this is, the, this is the this is the perfect this is the perfect the perfect was saying we don't win this game I don't know
0: and but we give uh, a shout out to to FC Edmonton who who ended up beating San Antonio three one um, because uh, the NASL cast another podcast generally uh, that uh, speak on NASL generally they were saying that you know Canadians aren't able to score any goals and both teams scored so there you go four Canadian
1: goals. <laughs> Last week. is that enough? It's enough and can
0: you start using a properly you can't just put a after every uh sentence you know there's some rules to it eh <laughs> it's, it's a call it's a call to response
1: right so kendra will teach us later we'll, we'll
2: have a little uh a little language language learning lesson mm-hmm. moment maybe at the end of the podcast
1: yeah so that should be a good game seven o'clock night game saturday night so that's exciting uh the only thing going on in Ottawa this Saturday night, so get, get some tickets if you feel like standing, drinking, partying, come to Section W. Uh,
0: speaking of tickets, I won't be able to make it to the game, so that's why uh, we had a contest uh, for this ticket. So this uh, happy person um, who won gets to go to the uh, Stony Monday riot uh, pre-meeting place, which is yet to be determined, I believe, or it might be original burger as usual. Or? Yeah, it al- always is. Okay, so he gets to go there, you know, experience what it's like to hang out with the Stony Monday Riot and watch the game for free. And that lucky winner is uh, at Chase Forbes Twenty One. So congratulations! You're gonna have a good time, and hopefully you'll be our good luck charm. And you know, if we win this time and score goals, we're forcing you back every single time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Chase. Uh, just ask around, ask for uh, Ryan or Blogsmith, and we'll, we'll buy you
0: a beer. We'll buy you one of the soccer beers or original burger, part of the prize pack. And uh, that leads us to uh, the listener questions that that came in this week. Um, so I'm going to start with Namu's question, just because the way I so elegantly dealt with his question last week, <laughs> I feel like I owe him a favor.
2: Sorry, Namu. <laughs>
0: So you guys think we will still be the bo- at the bottom of the fall table at the end of, of August. Why or why not?
2: I'm going to say no. Um, and I think the reason that I'm going to say no is because I saw in the last game... That there was kind of like a shift at the very beginning of uh, the game. Everybody seemed really shaky and not trusting each other. And then by the end of the game, everybody was kind of more on the same page. And I felt that the confidence level was quite a bit higher. And I feel like um, after that goal by uh, Ubi that it'll just kind of give us a little bit of a boost. And I think that we'll be able to start playing together a little bit better. Um, And so that's my take on it.
1: I think we still will be 10th um in a few weeks time. Even if we win this weekend, uh we're still in 10th on goal differential.
0: Well, it depends on how many goals we score. Well, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I, oh, if, I mean, ten. if we
1: if we, no. <laughs> if we have another 4-0 win, I think maybe in Tampa really loses. It could happen, but um as far as John's goals that he said of uh Indy's way ahead of us. Now Indy's cleaning up. They, they're doing really good now. Uh, they haven't won at home yet, but they're really good on the road, so Indy might win again, and uh, Edmonton's looking good, especially at home. So I, I think we still, answer to answer that question, I think we'll still be 10th at the end of the month.
0: Yeah, we need to figure out our, our defensive votes. If that defensive lineup is what we're going with, I, I think it has potential, but you know that's, that's a whole other can of worms. But I, th- I think we'll be probably 9th or maybe 8th if we're lucky.
1: Well, we got one point out of twelve, right, so far in the fall season.
0: Yeah, but I'm optimistic that that
4: because uh, <coughs> we're going to have more home games than away games in this month. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I we have three home games this month to come. Yeah, And I think the way we played in Minnesota against you know the best team in the NASL so far, I think it was a lot of, uh, gave us a lot of confidence. I think. Fort Lauderdale is probably going to be beatable on Saturday, and then hopefully they just kind of keep it going.
0: Yeah, and let's not forget we had some tough matchups. I mean, we played against the Cosmos, who won, you know, last year, and then we played against Edmonton away, which is always tough, and we actually got a result there, even though we didn't score. Um, so I mean, they're easier opponents to come.
4: Carolina, right? And Carolina away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't. I just it's just where we are. We're right? one point. So even if we do win half our games, we're still in 10th, Like right? So
0: So the next question is from Teo Gautier or at MimGlo on, on Twitter. And um, he's going to ask us something quite controversial. And uh, we're going to have him on the pod actually next week. So you guys can discuss uh, a lot more uh, stuff with him because uh, he likes controversy and has a lot of great opinions. So here's his question. Are we still giving Dos Santos a free pass on whatever happens this season? Whoa, whoa!
4: I gotta leave. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I don't think we're capable of
4: of answering that. I can't face this. It's funny because this this would literally be a laughable question at the end of the spring season, but it's very it's very debatable now. So people are starting. It's a
0: fast business to the soccer world, you know It, it. if you don't get results, you know, in other leagues, you would start asking that question. Atiyah was right. But we have a un- very unique circumstance where we're a new team, and he's like the philosopher behind the team, you know. He, he is he, the franchise. He, <laughs> with, without Dos Santos, he, he is the whole team. Everything would topple, right? I, can't, I cannot picture this team with a, with a different coach at no. this point. I, well, and I, he... It's blasphemy to even talk about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. but and he, he like hand-picked the players like they started from zero he picked the players that he wanted so it's yeah he is the team because exactly. he, he made the team so
1: so at the same time do you hold him fully accountable then yeah the, that's the, the exact question the 1.
0: And twelve. how do you and hold him accountable if
4: he's sort of an
0: <laughs> like a
4: god slash dictator yeah I mean the biggest question mark was the, the Pizer edition and the Elias release uh, I know Ryan was saying hopefully that it comes, you know more moves Part come bigger picture. Yeah, but so far that deal hasn't really worked out so well.
0: But it's not like the Fury getting destroyed week in and week out. Week out. you know the Carolina game was an exception. Like there, there's really been close results, and it's not like, it, like. You can see the progress and you can see like they're still working things out and they're trying to find the right defensive lineup and we just have to be patient at this point.
2: And this is the first year, like they had, what, how many practices before they even started playing preseason games? Like a handful. So I feel like um, it's just going to take some time to get people working together and have some, you know, real... Hmm. Team chemistry, team effort going
1: on. I know. I like the brand of soccer we play. I like, uh, I like when we play on the ground especially. I've said this a few times. But um, the, the alternative is look at, I know Indy 11 doing better in the fall, like doing better in the standings right now than we are. But would you rather watch a team like Indy 11 week in, week out, or would you rather watch the Fury? Like I'd rather have the Fury, and I'd rather have a team the way Dos Santos has a team play than uh, always playing the air balls and,
0: and let's face it he's a really nice guy like we really wouldn't want him to be fired or, or leave <laughs>
1: I, I, I honestly I don't believe we're having this discussion I don't think it's even it's too a early it's, it's too early even,
0: to pose this question like, uh,
1: I don't think there' even come a time I, at the start of the season we we're talking about how long can we keep this guy before he gets poached by the MLS and and now people are saying oh, Throwing that out there, I I just don't think it's even reality.
0: I think, you know, in this scenario, assuming infinity, there comes a time where we can ask this question. If in a hundred years we still haven't scored a goal in one, (laughs) you know then you can start posing that question but right now no way we're keeping that coach if if, if he wants like please stay <laughs> please stay yeah it's not it's not like it's not like should we get rid of this guy it's like please
4: stay yeah that's, exactly that's
1: exactly how I feel but,
4: but I mean uh, to be the devil's advocate we don't know how much Oseg gave how much money Oseg gave him and right. what the budget the, the expectations were on him yeah. and you know they're kind of their collapse so far during the fall season and their like offensive. Well, Dos Santos
0: himself is a very ambitious guy. Like he always kept on saying, we need to be better, we need to get more results, we need to be on top and challenge for the title. That's what he was like saying himself, basically, in the, in the spring season, right? How many games we got left?
1: 15? Yep. Yeah. 15 times 45 points up for grabs.
0: So that's probably more points left for grabs than we have played, yeah. including the we're spring not, season and then what we've played in the end. So NAC. we're not at
1: the halfway point even for the full no. season. So let's not get too excited. Like.
0: Yeah, still a long way to go. And it's a ten-team league. Boy, I'm looking so. forward to those cold November evenings mm-hmm. <laughs> in the <laughs> in TD Place. The, the wind going right through.
4: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's not too bad. The way the stadium is, it's kind of a little shielded. Yeah, I haven't, but, I haven't been to any winter games there, so we'll, we'll see. So
1: maybe
0: I'll buy some hand warmers or, or something. we will see what happens. And yeah, uh, oh, you know what we should talk about? The U-20 uh, Women's World Cup started today. Yeah, actually, we saw a bit of the first game today, uh, North Korea and Finland. And that ended 2-1 for Korea, yeah. so hopefully they won't get tortured.
1: No, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> they actually looked really good. They had a, that one uh, center back. She looked really good. Don't know her name, didn't get her number or anything, but...
4: Yeah, I'd like to see the team vary player. its uh, hairstyles a little more. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the pre, the well, <laughs> it was the ponytails against the,
1: yeah. against the other haircut, yeah. But it was a good game, it's very... Yeah. And uh, we're missing uh, Ghana versus Canada right now, but I'm sure...
0: Yeah, and Germany-USA, I don't know the result yet. Is that game in Montreal? Not sure where it was played. I know that the, the first one was in Toronto, obviously, because we watched it.
2: And we need to mention that uh, some of our Fury women are playing in this tournament. Kadisha Buchanan and Ashley Lawrence are on the Canadian uh, U20 women's team. And also Drew Becky's sister, Janine Becky, is playing as well. So good luck to them. And uh, hopefully we do really well in this tournament.
0: Yeah, man. I can't wait till we have the the 2015 Women's World Cup in Ottawa. I'm definitely going to get one of those passport tickets um, where you can go to every game in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And actually... some very dedicated voyagers are making the trip all the way to Toronto, like the the guys from the Black Hole podcast, Rob and Jeff, are coming, I know. Yeah, they're in Toronto right now, um, Ben's
1: in Toronto, everyone's in Toronto, so if you want to destroy Canadian soccer fans, just
0: <laughs> find them all in Toronto. Yeah, because they I'm... listen to this podcast just for this kind of information. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah so they're, they're all in Toronto, and then uh, a bunch of people coming up to Ottawa for the game on Saturday, and... Uh, Hopefully they don't destroy my house too badly.
0: That's nice of you to, to host them.
1: Yeah, I won't even be there. So hopefully they don't destroy my house too badly. <laughs> Party at Ryan's house! Yeah. <laughs> if it's still there. So no, it'll be good. Um, they're awfully excited to see the Fury. Um, hopefully they're looking at it as a preview, seeing what kind of soccer they will get in Saskatoon, and Calgary.
0: If they get soccer, hopefully they do one day with uh, the All-Canadian League.
1: Yes. Some interesting uh, tweets from Commissioner of the NASL today. Uh, he was saying they're working towards uh, relegation promotion, and uh, I assume
0: this doesn't involve MLS.
1: No, this is full NASL, and uh, they want to be more like every other league in the world. They're saying so. I think NASL is doing this thing where they're they're trying to go towards the purists, right? And and they're trying to keep like going going that way with soccer and. Um, where MLS, they've done things like last night there was, uh,
0: there was, uh,
1: everyone's quiet right now because Canada's got a free kick, so.
0: Oh, anyway. <laughs> and it was really exciting because we just saw Drew Becky's sister, number 11. Yeah. <laughs> On a set piece there. Yay, Janine! But
1: the idea is, uh, they're going more pure soccer and. <laughs> not any racehorses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. It's, it's all good. No, it really makes a lot of sense. So it's an alternative to the MLS. Um, for those who believe that we should have promotion relegation that we should not have a um, single entity model and salary just caps and so on and, and have the same model as everybody else that seems to be working in every other country in the world except you know in the US and Canada yeah. so
1: and MLS seems to like last night was another great example they had uh, the homegrown game against the Portland Timbers u23s and it was just an afterthought oh we forgot that the game's unavailable in Canada. Like, they didn't show the game on TV, there was no stream. And it, it seems to be often the case that Canada's an afterthought to the MLS. And like we have the three teams, and th- three, three of their six largest markets, but it's just an afterthought. And yeah. So I think the NHL has opportunity there to, to play to those alienated fans. And there, there might be alienated fans in LaBelle, Surrey, Mississauga. You know, so there's and an hopefully, there's
0: plenty of them.
1: Yeah. Well, they only need about ten thousand of them, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> nothing. That's, yeah. not, that's just a couple people. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're done, probably gonna wrap this up since we're uh, all watching the women's game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are we still doing the
1: podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 we turned on the women's game. It just started here, and uh,
0: and uh, yeah. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this, you will already know the result and that we won this game. Yes. Oh, here we go. This oh. is the 21st oh. minute. Oh. There's a the corner. Oh. Corner kick. Oh. Anyways, guys, it's time to wrap it up. You can find us on Twitter, at Ottawa Fury. Uh, is the Twitter handle for our podcast. And you can find us in all of the usual places, like iTunes. and uh, We're hosted by Red Nation Online, so do check them out, www.rednationonline.ca. And if you want to follow either Ryan, Blogsmith, Kendry, or myself on Twitter, we're on the... Uh, at ottawa fury description page whoa oh we got the nearly fumbled it <laughs> <laughs> all right guys have a good week go canada toodles ottawa fury for Canada there come on. come on it's almost halftime
4: throw it in the net
0: there you go there you
4: go oh,
0: oh come on come on
4: ah.
5: oh, she hits the post
3: oh no here comes the break from that no nope. intercepted you can work for CBC